0: Last week, we started an important conversation about the year 2020, and during our talk, we learned that no matter what the details of your story are, the stress, the anxiety, and the fight to keep it all together during a global pandemic was a thread that tied all women together. And if you feel that way too, you are not alone. One of the most valuable tools I've learned in the years I've been taking care of my mental health is the power of reflection and community. Maybe your life during COVID was not bad. Maybe it was the most challenging year of your life. Regardless of where you are or where you were, I invite you to listen to this episode and to use it as a time to reflect on what you've been through the past year. In partnership with Northside Hospital, I invited a group of girlfriends who have never met each other to record an episode with me about the struggles women in particular have faced the past year in regards to our mental health. If you're new to this podcast and it is your very first time listening, my name is Callie Dollar. I have a husband named Chef that I normally do this show with. But today, it's going to be me flying solo with my girlfriends, and I spent the pandemic pregnant for most of it. I have a seven month old daughter. So I'm going to be speaking from my experience of working in a corporate office completely through the pandemic and also being pregnant during the pandemic. So today we continue that conversation. Let's talk about it.
1: The Upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to a bonus episode of The Upside, presented exclusively by Northside Hospital.
2: Hi, my name is Austin. I'm a wife, a mom of a nearly two-year-old daughter, and I'm an executive at an advertising agency.
1: My name's Aisha. I'm a wife, a mom of a three-year-old, and I'm a regional director of sales.
2: Tell
0: me a little bit about when where you were kind of in your life when everything shut down. Aisha, what was that? What did that look like for you in particular?
1: I was actually, I think it was June when I really was completely working from home. And so I was it was I was working from home and I had it, it was two year old at the time running around my feet. And so that's where I was and everything was really chaotic. Was working
0: firm. from home new for you for it your was. role? It okay. Really so was. that's brand new.
1: That was brand new for me. I mean, I worked from home maybe once a week, but nothing like my f- office fully set up with a two-year-old in, yeah. the, in the same space.
0: Austin, so, what about you? What did that look like at the beginning
2: of when everything kind of shut down? Well, so I... um Came back from maternity leave in January of 2020, and for me, I was I struggled with postpartum anxiety in a pretty big way. So coming back to work was actually a relief. Um, mm-hmm. I love my job. I love what I do. And at that point in my life, I was just really glad to be among adults again and have mm-hmm. the part of my identity that I missed so much and didn't realize I would miss as much as I did. You know, post baby. Um, kind of get restored in my life. So I was moving and shaking and traveling and, you know, going to conferences and meetings and then the world shut down in March. And, um, it was a really tough adjustment. I have a, I had a team at the time of about 14 direct reports and a broader team of about 60 plus indirect reports, all of whom had to sort of shift everything to be at home. Um, and you know my my client at our advertising agency, um, without revealing too much, their tagline is about encouraging people to go places. And overnight, we couldn't oh, wow. go places. <laughs> right. Um, so you know we had to change our lives. We had to change our setups. We had to, you know, move into probably the most um, frenzied moment of communications overhaul. In a moment of also just life overhaul, so it was a lot to hit at one time, and it was it was, you know, coming back from maternity leave, postpartum, um, Mm -hmm. career crisis, you know, team crisis, Mm -hmm. (laughs) world crisis. Mm -hmm. I mean, all of it. So it was Mm -hmm. it was a tough
0: moment when that was going on. Did you realize how tough things were, or were you kind of like head down? get to the next thing, get to the next thing, get to the next thing.
2: Oh, yeah. I definitely realized how tough things are. <laughs> <I mean. laughs>
0: how would you describe your mental health over
2: the past year in general? One word. Fluctuating. Okay. I think anytime you're really strong at something, it whatever the opposite of that is, you can, you know, be really weak at it. And so mm-hmm. the measure of self-worth um, coming out of a year like this where the, the success criteria, whether it's, you know, surviving it, um, thriving in it, <laughs> figuring it out, being an amazing professional and leader, being an amazing mom, being an amazing wife. I mean, trying to hold all of those things in balance at the same time is a pretty impossible proposition. So my mental health really fluctuated depending on the measure of success I was looking at at any given hour of a day, minute of a day.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think it seems that way too because it's kind of like, okay, well, in this minute, I feel like I'm okay at this part of my life. Yes. But then everything else seems like such a mess and it's kind of a – I feel like it might have been amplified the Mm -hmm. past year because I feel like it's always like that. And I think women are super guilty of trying to do everything. And at least I feel like I have to do everything. I feel like I should be able to do everything. I should be able to, you know, make snacks for my kid. And when she's having her snack or her meal, I should, I should be able to give her a hundred percent of my focus. Mm -hmm. I should be able to be a loving, supportive, kind wife. All the time, yep. I should be able to be a good co- good coworker. And when I'm at work, only thinking about work and about what's in front of me, I should be able to be a good friend yeah. and show up for my friends, even though I feel completely def- like deflated.
1: I want to piggyback off of what you said, Austin, a bit because I remember we have a we have a t- I mean, our kids our kids seem are the like same age, the same yeah, age. yeah. And so I remember my little. Just being at home with me and me wanting to give 100% of my time to him, but mm-hmm. I also had to work. Mm-hmm. And that was a, a struggle to really navigate that, not because he required all of my immediate attention, but I felt like he required all of my immediate mm-hmm. attention. You know, I feel like I need to be on the floor with him, I need to be teaching him, I need to be doing this. And that, I can. We're not supposed to cry. No, we, I, I, <laughs> we can cry. We can cry. This uh, is that a, was so this group hard because I felt like I was failing as a mom, just like you said when it came to like work. Mm-hmm. I've been working all my life. I know how to work. I know how to get my job done. I'm great at what I do. I've only been a mom for two years at right. that point, mm-hmm, right. so I was like, "This is really brand new," and I I'm not
0: like who has I'm handle
1: not, for this. I'm not succeeding at it, and I that's how I felt yeah. because I didn't feel like. A,
2: does that make sense? hundred percent. Okay. I mean, that's and that's the thing. You know, when I look back at the past year and a half, it's impossible to decouple mm-hmm. one thing, one part of your identity from another part of your identity, particularly for first time parents, mm-hmm. because you have no baseline or benchmark to compare anything to your whole experience Mm -hmm. in parenthood Mm -hmm. has been based in this moment. And so trying to, you know, say, um, this part of my identity or this part of, you know, my, my struggle is related to parenthood. And this separate part is related to my career. And this separate part is related to an unprecedented global pandemic. Mm -hmm. And this separate part is related to, you know, a year of, um, very fractured conversation in the world. I mean, there's no way to separate those things. They're all the same thing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Aisha, in the past past year, how would you describe your mental health if you could pick one word?
1: Inconsistent. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, highs and lows. I also suffered from postpartum. And so I, you know, I'm on antidepressants and they were- I love them. <laughs> They're Same. amazing. Same. <laughs> They're amazing, and um for me, um so I it was a very inconsistent. That's the way the word I would describe. I would have extreme highs and extreme lows, uh, and depending on the day, it could be be harder than than the other based on just the day. Did
0: you feel like the highs and lows like that was on a daily basis instead of maybe what we're used to of like. Yes. A monthly. Yes. Yes. Where you're like, oh, I'm good right now for a couple of months. I'm
1: good today. I'm good. And then the next day I'd wake up and something would trigger me being just completely sad. Yeah. And completely just – I got to get up. I got to do it, though. But that's – I think that's part of women, too. Like, we we got to do it regardless. We're going to push through. Like, I don't care if we're sad or if we're upset. We are going to – it is going to happen regardless. It's
0: it's like our – it's like an instinct. Yep. It's Mm -hmm. like an unrealistic instinct Mm -hmm. almost. You know what I mean? And who gave that to us? Like, Yeah, I don't know. Right? Like, it's (laughs) – you know, it's like, okay, that's great that we have these instincts because at one point, you know, we're, like, hunting and gathering. You know what I mean? And, like, having – but, like, it's not like that anymore. We have so much – on our plate and it almost feels like we life evolved before biologically we all evolved so now we're all handling these big huge things Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of big huge things you know what i mean and then it's amplified by like social media and tv and like all of the noise there's Mm -hmm. more noise now than there ever has been um what do you think you you both have husbands in your life Do you feel like it impacted your husbands in a different way? And I said on the show, on the first round of this, I said, I kind of hate the phrase. Like, it feels weird to say it hits women different, but I feel like it does. (laughs)
2: Yeah. 100%. Um, Oh, yeah. 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 Absolutely.
0: How is it, Austin, different for you as a whole? like looking from above than your husband's experience?
2: Well, I'm going to give you a brief history of, of time here <laughs> okay. with my life. Um, so Callie and I go way back. Um, you know, we've, t- uh, Callie you've talked about the the hope earring story on the upside a few Austin times. Austin is the hope earring starter. <laughs> she gave me the hope earrings. I'm wearing them today. Oh, I yeah. wear them every day. Everyone needs hope. every need day. Too. Oh so my gosh. Yes. Yeah. So the, the, quick version of that is I went through a four year, uh, infertility struggle during which time my father passed away. I'm an only child. Um, and my husband is the eldest of four. So on both sides of our family, we carry a lot of responsibility in helping aging parents and navigating that type of thing. But physically, you know, I wish I could delegate the process of carrying a baby. Unfortunately, <laughs> right. I cannot. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, you know, the physical aspect of going through IVF is something that does take a toll on your body. And then of course, pregnancy and delivery and becoming a food source, all of those things mm-hmm. live solely with me. So when I came back from maternity leave, you know, in January of 2020, like I said, I felt like I was finally regaining the sense of independence over my body, over my mind. Mm -hmm. And that was a really encouraging and empowering thing. And, um, you know, come March when everything shut down and all of the chaos, you know, working in a communications field of how quickly can we get this message out into the world while simultaneously as, as humans and individuals figuring out what the, what the heck we do, you mm-hmm. know? I mean, trying to get our groceries delivered and wipe it down and care for a baby and all these things. It's tough. Um, and then, you know, in April of 2020, my husband was laid off. Um, he worked in a, at a company who um, does technology that powers point of sale for restaurants. And of course, the restaurant oh industry, you
0: yeah. know, was, mm-hmm.
2: was completely decimated overnight. Um, So, you know, on one hand, I know that he was, um, you know, bummed to not be able to bring in that income for our family. At the same time, he didn't have to wake up every day and be thrown and thrust into the chaos of a job that is trying to navigate, you know, a moment of crisis. And Mm so, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily attribute his journey during this, you know, um, moment in time to just being a man, but I do think that physically the demands on him were different. Mm-hmm. Um, the lead up to it for him was different and not having to work while also not being worried about your next meal or, you know, paying a mortgage because I was able to, you know, maintain my job. Um sounded like a vacation. So so it was really hard not to resent him. Mm-hmm. That's a mm-hmm. really hard thing for sure. Yeah. And it's
0: funny because I've had to check myself a little bit and I, you know, recently got super frustrated with Jeff and it wasn't necessarily that I don't feel like he pulls his weight because I do. It was that kind of the moment of like, can't you see how much that I am yes. burning myself yes. at every end to, you know, and I know that he does, but for me, it's almost like you can't possibly understand because, mm-hmm. I think women, we, I jumped in. So I work in the corporate world and when the pandemic hit, and the news came and they were, you know, everybody was trying to figure out what to do and without even thinking about it. And I was pregnant, newly pregnant after having a miscarriage. So without even thinking about it when they were like, okay, so who can kind of stay, who needs to work from home, who, whatever. Mm-hmm. I signed up to come into work and be the hero yeah. without even thinking, thinking yeah. for five seconds, but it's what we do. You know what yes. I mean? Like it's we're like, I can be press. a hero. Yes. Yeah. I mm-hmm. can strap this on and I can handle it. And Don't yep. worry. And I just had the thing last week of like, what was I thinking? You know <laughs> right, what I mean? And right. Like, what was I thinking? And, and it was different for Jeff and I was actually glad to be going to work because I think that for a lot of people, a lot of my friends were really struggling at home. So I Mm -hmm. felt grateful to be going to work and to also have a job during that time. But I found myself almost snapping at Jeff, like as recently as a couple of weeks ago of like, can't
2: you see what I've been doing? You need affirmation. And it's funny that you say that Callie, because when you first asked me at the very beginning of this, you know, did I feel like I marched in and, you know, pulled myself up by the bootstraps and took charge of the situation or did I feel the toughness? I had a moment where I wanted to say, "Oh yeah, no, I I totally handled it. I got it. You know, I'm strong. Mm-hmm. Everything you just described yes. and that's my instinct is to yeah. say, "Yeah, oh yeah, I've got it under control. I know what I'm doing here." Yeah. The honest answer was the one I gave you, which was, "Yeah, no, I knew how tough it was."
0: Mm-hmm. But
2: that it's there, I think there's that split second for women where you feel this need to say that you've got it all figured out, and if you don't, you feel guilty that you know you don't, but it's also a moment of honesty. So, you know, I think that's a very interesting question to ask women because almost every woman I know in a moment of vulnerability and honesty will tell you, yeah, no, I don't have it figured out. It's really tough. But when you're asked in a certain type of setting, you feel like the right answer is to have it all together. That's and a it's natural tough,
1: answer 100%. for whatever reason. Did you feel know?
0: that way too?
1: I did. I did. You know, and my situation is a little different too because my husband, he works, he commutes out of town for work. So, and when I say commute, I mean jumps on a plane Plane. and flies out of town. So that was all put to a halt when the pandemic started. And that was really tough because I was solo mama in it. Oh, man. For, you know, a very long time. On top of that, him not being able to come home at all mm-hmm. you know and so he w- we're used to him having him home every you know four or five days and that cut was done and then he caught corona
2: oh no How was that it?
1: how about it it was it was devastating to me because as the the woman the wife i wanted to be there because he caught corona while he was at work yeah so he had to be out of town quarantined oh my goodness oh my gosh and I couldn't be there. That was devastating. That was hard. I cannot even
2: imagine. Yeah.
1: And when he told me, he had, I said, you have what? What do you have? I was, <laughs> I was like, almost upset. Excuse like, me. The nerve! You have the nerve the to nerve go get, get you to coronavirus? get coronavirus. <laughs> How dare you! How dare you! So, um, so then, even afterwards, of course, we with us having the little and everything, he didn't come home for months because mm-hmm. because he was. I was so nervous, um, and that took a, a toll on our marriage. On top of everything else, you know, so that
2: was hard. It's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard to feel. Like, you know, I I mean, marriage is about equal partnership, but nothing about what you just described was equal. Equal? No. None of it. (laughs) (laughs) And I think it's
0: hard because marriage is about equal partnership. But I also feel like, and I'm trying to reconcile this in my own head right now, sometimes I'm going to be the one that has more on my plate. Yeah. And you know, they're all children. Oh when oh. They, when
2: they get sick Oh so my I was gosh. like oh you know what Lord. A, I know what a man cold is but <laughs> right. I mean I don't even want to think about what right. a man coronavirus is <laughs> like based yes. I'm like are you okay like do do even know who you are right now <laughs> <laughs> Callie it's funny too you know you mentioned um needing affirmation we got to the point in our marriage which this was my husband's suggestion. So I, you know, and and kudos to him, but I was doing what you were doing, which is saying like, there is so much invisible labor and invisible emotional labor that I am taking on every day. Um, And while so much of my quote unquote, like assumed jurisdictions in our marriage um, hadn't changed, so many others had been added. And also so many things for him had kind of gotten freed up. So things like, you know, planning birthday cards and birthday gifts for all mm-hmm. of our family and Christmas and Thanksgiving yeah. and just all the holiday stuff, even though we were locked down, we sort of had our our quarantine pod. Um, he actually cre- created a spreadsheet where <laughs> we put down all the things we do from taking out the trash to mowing the lawn to, you know, paying certain bills to just, I mean, literally everything and assigned a point value to it so that we could tally Damn. up how many points we thought, you know, we earned in the pursuit of just trying to function, which yeah. is pathetic but also kind of cathartic. I and <laughs> I love it. And you know what's funny is I don't even think we ended up fully tallying it, but the the totals were pretty even. The difference for for me, and I don't know if this is true for you too, Aisha, but Mine were major peaks and valleys. So for instance, if you work in marketing and communications, the holidays are always a very busy time because there's so much um, you know, retail activity and just the desire to build your brand and moments of joy, especially in a year like 2020. But at home, you know, I'm the one planning the Thanksgiving meal and setting the table and you know, cooking the turkey and all of that, and that doesn't even account for all the childcare and other right. stuff I have to do. And so that's great that he gets, you know, one point for taking out the trash every week. I don't touch the trash. That's mm-hmm. great. But when it's a peak, it's a peak for it me. It is a peak, yeah. and yeah. When it's a valley? It's that's fine. But his is consistent all the time. Mine yeah. could not be more up and down. And so yeah. to your point about, you know, mental health fluctuating. I mean my whole life fluctuates that way. And yep. so no wonder my my mental health does the same thing. I love that
1: you called it, um, what did you say? It was um, emotional. What
2: did you Invisible, yes. la- Invisible, Invisible labor. Invisible labor. labor. I love that. Yeah. I, I didn't that. coin that. I don't know emotional who did, but. labor.
1: labor. Invisible yeah. and emotional labor. labor. Yeah. That's good. It's,
0: and that's something, too, that instinctually, as women, we kind of fall into mm-hmm. the – Emotional labor thing more than I think we give ourselves credit for on a daily basis. And I think it's what makes us amazing. Mm-hmm. But it also really can take a lot
1: it out mm-hmm. of us.
0: And I think we don't even realize it, too. No. You know what I mean? Like
1: now we're on the other side of this, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And it, now I'm just starting to feel the weight of it kind of. Yep. You, you me know too. what I mean? Yes. Like it's me just too. like.
2: Well, it's like, it's like when you have a bunch of apps running in the background of your phone, you know, women, I think, tend to have more apps that you're not actively using, but mm-hmm. they're not closed, mm-hmm. you know, like they're, yes. they're taking up energy yeah. Yes, and men's are that's just different. True. That is so true. It's like that
1: little meme or whatever, where it's got all the screenshots. Yes. It's like, this is a woman's brain <laughs> and like, this is, that's what we deal with every day. It totally is. <laughs> I think
0: I got really, I do feel lucky because in a lot of ways I I really enjoyed, there are a lot of things about the past year that I really enjoyed. And I actually think now for me it, on the other side of it is harder than the past year since I was going into work and I was pregnant. So I you know, quote unquote, got to be, you know, basically quarantined with my husband while I was pregnant with our first child. And that is something that is really an incredibly beautiful thing. Now that I'm back, meaning, you know, I I was working, but then I had maternity leave and coronavirus was still going. And then I came back and now I'm managing different things because I have a baby. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a husband that works from home and, it's harder now because our, our has instilled these like, okay, you can work from home a little bit. Okay, great. So everything that my friends were experiencing a year ago, I'm just now starting to experience. And I think that that is like, I'm like, Oh yeah. Okay. So I I'm on a, I'm on a zoom call now Mm -hmm. and my baby is screaming and I'm trying to like figure out, okay, do I leave? Do I press mute, Mm -hmm. run to get the baby And then hope that she'll be quiet for like two seconds or do I put her in my lap on this call or I almost feel – some sort of like shame, like, oh, I didn't have it figured out because I don't want to be thought of as like, oh, she can't handle it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Isn't it funny though, when we
1: think about this, what you're saying, Callie? Like we as women, we're like, well, do I do I put my baby on Zoom or do I do I not? Or what do I do? Whereas when you when you see all of the funny, I guess, little clips and things of men and how they're in on a Zoom conference and then their kid walks in and it's hilarious. And it goes viral. No big deal. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but we as women were like, no way. We could never. We could never. Which is How funny. Because when you
2: guys
0: are at home, like, and you have kids at home, my thought is, wow, how incredible. Like, you're working Mm -hmm. and you're taking care of a kid. Like, you're strong and amazing. Like, but to myself, I'm like,
2: no, you just don't have it figured out. Aisha, what was your, what was your craziest moment of trying to juggle work and a baby? Ooh. That's a,
1: that's a good question. I think trying to, <laughs> I live for a nap for my baby to have a nap. <laughs> so I really, really, I'm um, just trying to navigate making sure he stayed on his schedule for naps because yes. that was like, if I knew I had two hours to like do what I needed to do, but you know what I would do? I would work.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: You know what I mean? I wouldn't
0: do anything not, for yourself. It wasn't
1: my time, Yeah, but I would work or I would, you know, straighten up the house or, or whatever. But that was the hardest part is making, making sure that little bean got down and took his nap. Oh,
0: what if, <laughs> I, I feel like Austin has a, sh- a story to tell. I know, <laughs> you don't I know, have, you don't question I know that was, was a heavy question something to
2: say. <laughs> well, I mean, everything you just said, Callie is so true. And I, I think um, like many things, you know, you can't be what you can't see. So for women to model the reality of what it took to pull through. I thought I, I started out being very self-aware of it, much like you, because mm-hmm. I, I could never you know, like I would pay, you know, the ultimate career penalty to be seen as not being entirely focused on my mm-hmm. job is how I felt. Mm-hmm. But as time went on, I said, you know what, everyone needs to know how hard this really is. Mm-hmm. Um And I also want other women in my company who may not have children yet know that you can do it here. Mm -hmm. Um, I work for a great company, we've got a great culture, but there's even then, there's still culturally, you know, in the world, sort of this career penalty that you feel like you're paying if you're honest about trying Mm -hmm. to do the juggle. Well, my crazy story is, you know, in early days um, when so much was unclear, but it was, it became clear that this was not a two week thing. It was going to be a much longer moment in time. Um, one of our clients, you know, wanted to revisit our budgets for the year, understandably to figure out, you know, could we, could we, or should we be spending what we plan to spend? It's not a small amount of money. There's quite a few commas in Mm -hmm. it. And, um, I, I think at the time my daughter was about six months old. So she had just eaten. I was trying to get her down for a nap. I was on the phone with one of the most senior clients trying to through on my phone, go through a budget spreadsheet that is like an eye chart. And in my other hand, I'm holding my baby catching hot diarrhea, (laughs) like hot (laughs) diarrhea coming out the side of her diaper. And I'm just cupping it. And she was, she was quiet. Like she's a stealth pooper. So my client didn't hear it. I don't think. Maybe he did. And maybe he was just being very nice. But, you know, on in, in one hand, I'm like, and if you look at column H, row forty-seven, <laughs> you'll see that this is what we're playing. While I'm like c- catching green bubbly like newborn poop, and I'm like, this is what it takes to do. I mean, this right. is. I wish if I had had a, a the third hand that I always imagine that I have, I would yes, have taken a yes. selfie to like remember that moment forever. Yes. <laughs> because it just you can't make that up. Oh, gosh, you can't that's the and best story. in the moment you
0: you don't feel like a hero, hero. But no. I hear that story and I'm like, you really are. It's, I, it's like, this- you nailed
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Like that, that, yeah. that is awesome. Um, Aisha, we'll start with you. Yeah. What did you learn about yourself this year?
1: I learned that I am stronger and more capable than I give myself credit for. Yeah, you are. You are.
2: I, I just met you, but I already know that about you.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I learned that about myself. And and I then I need to give myself a little more credit
2: mm-hmm.
0: for
1: for 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 that.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. You do. I think we all do. Yeah. I think we all do. Yeah. Austin, what about you? What did you learn about yourself?
2: I think I learned um that I have put myself in a leadership position in so many areas of my life. That have taught me different lessons. but as i as I look ahead and think about, you know my future and the future of our family, and you know, what I want for my daughter, that I need to create more focus in my world in order to actually be um, able to judge myself by the the success criteria that I really care about. I think everybody's values were called into question in the past year, and, you know, I, I want to be more intentional about how I use my time and who I give my time and energy to, um, and that's a that's a hard thing to do. But I've really had to sort of curate, um, you know, my my desire to provide emotional labor for free <laughs> in different places <laughs> and to everyone, And yeah, to everybody. <laughs> I'm yeah. The same. yeah,
0: I. I took away the same thing and actually I was spending a lot of my life doing things yeah. that I either don't want to do or that make me not the best version of me yeah. or you know and and that is something that I will carry with me mm-hmm. for the rest of my life is is you know there's a t- there is a price on your own sanity and your mm-hmm. own yes. health and we without thinking pay a lot
1: yeah. for that yeah.
0: without realizing it. So just yeah. sit down and kind of reflect and say, okay, emotionally for me, what is good for me? And yeah. what am I willing to, you know, to do in my life without letting it chip away at you and always choosing things that slowly chip away at you and your own mental yes. health. And it just totally takes, it hurts you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It hurts yourself. Yeah. Um.
2: What's the best thing, Austin, that you did for your mental health this year? Well, I'm a I'm an avid upside listener. In fact, actually maintaining the routine of listening in oh, the morning. Thank you. <laughs> yes, that's it's so true. true. I mean, th- routines are important because mm-hmm. they give you a sense of grounding and consistency. So, I used to listen in my car, but instead, I listened while I was getting ready and you know brushing my teeth and making my coffee. And awesome. I got a therapist. And one of the easiest you know excuses I've made in the past to not do it is that my schedule is insane and, and changes 50 times a day. I couldn't mm-hmm. print out my day and expect it to look like that by yeah. the time it's over. So my ability to find a therapist that was the right one mm-hmm. and local and all of that was just, it was easy for me to put off. Well, the virtual piece made it so easy. So I have been working with a therapist over the past you know year and a half and so many times I'm like, I don't really have much to talk about, and by the time mm-hmm. I'm done, I'm like, yeah, another thing. You know, you're like, where do you think you're going? We've only been talking for 90 minutes. Yeah. I more to say. Excuse me, you can't just hit the hang up button on me. Um, but it actually also led to um, some couples therapy that my husband oh, awesome. and I have done. That's, that's proactive, and you know, it's he's he's such a great partner, and he's so amenable to stuff like that. But I think he too understands the value of investing in. That before it becomes a crisis situation, like Mm -hmm. it's about, you know, putting tokens in the piggy bank before you're like, you know, in emotional debt. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm Yeah. So both of those things were really important for both me as an individual and for our family dynamic.
0: Aisha, what did you? um, What was the best thing you did for your mental health this year? So much. (laughs) I'm so proud
2: of you for that answer. That's I um so
1: therapy. I've always been an avid therapy promoter and I became more consistent mm. with therapy. I found a new therapist and because you know sometimes you you have to go through a couple until you find oh, the right Oh, absolutely. One. Yeah, and I found one that I Absolutely love. And I see her more regularly now and more consistently because typically I would just see her. I'm like, something's going on. I really just need to check. Right. Yeah. And but
0: it's like an emergency call. Yeah, it's yeah. like an
1: emergency call. Like I need to go to urgent care. But no, I've been seeing her more consistently now, which is great. I took a solo vacation.
2: <gasps> <gasps> oh, yep, good for you. Totally yes. by myself. I oh, went my down to my
1: favorite gosh. spot, 30A, and just hung out for a week. Oh, that's no No husband. No. I'm baby. writing that down as a Yeah. No. yeah. Right. Taking solo. No vacay. Do that. it. Do it. It's the best thing you can do for yourself. Like just to sit on the beach and not I mean, just be mm-hmm. and just be with your thoughts and, and I read more. Than I have in the past, and I love that I really got into Karen Slaughter. She's one of my favorite authors. You know, she's here from, from Atlanta. Is oh, she really? Yes. She's here from I Atlanta, that. Karen Slaughter. Um, so yeah, I read more. I took care of myself on the beach, and I got into therapy more consistently.
0: Oh my gosh. That's I am awesome. like really inspired by that. I'm <laughs> I know like, hey, too. When's my beach trip. This <laughs> me, is yeah,
1: plan it. just do it. And all my girlfriends were like, You
0: can go by yourself. I'm like, y'all know. Yes, me. I Come am. On. Were you like actually? Uh, yeah, I am. And (laughs) for me, it's going to be. I just drove down to the beach
1: and I rented a little house and. That's brilliant. Yeah. That's great. I mean,
0: I feel great. Yes. Round of applause. Yes.
2: Round of applause. Do it.
0: I highly encourage it. What's your hope uh, for the next step for you for in your life for kind of, I don't want to say saying goodbye to this chapter, because there's a lot to take with us, but you know, what's your hope with moving forward?
1: That's a good question.
0: I think I want
1: to continue to prioritize my mental health and prioritize myself and not get into an urgent care, emergency room type situation.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't want it to come to that. I want to prioritize my well being. And because there, like we said in the beginning, there's no balance. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the biggest thing I would like to do is continue and continue to be, you know, great mother and continue to breathe life into this little being that I'm blessed with. Mm -hmm. So
0: I like the thing that you said, Austin, about like making deposits in an emotional like piggy bank before you're in debt. You're in debt.
1: Yeah. I don't want to get in debt anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My mental health. Yeah.
0: What about you?
2: My hope is that we as a collective and particularly women take forward the lessons that we learned this year. I don't think anybody, well, maybe some people, but nobody that I want to be friends with (laughs) is emerging from this without having learned something about empathy and about the benefit of community and thinking about other people and, you know, Looking out for yourself, but also looking out for others. If you have a little extra energy to give, Mm -hmm. and not being afraid to take that help when someone else is giving you their extra energy. That's a good one. Um, I'm grateful. I'm so grateful for, you know, the time I've been able to spend with my daughter that I otherwise never would have been able to spend Mm -hmm. with her. Um, And I hope that, you know, I mean, so much of what we did this year, like. it was hard on, on a lot of businesses, but for a lot of businesses, it forced a reconciliation with what's possible. Mm -hmm. And I hope that as Mm -hmm. we move forward, we don't just forget that it is possible to have, you know, flexibility and to Mm -hmm. have autonomy and to be successful in that way, while also being able to have more success in your home life and your family life. So I just, I hope that we all move forward forward loving each other a little bit more, loving ourselves a little bit more, giving ourselves a little bit more grace. Yeah, grace.
1: Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. This episode was presented exclusively by Northside Hospital. We encourage you to share the message of this special episode on social media using the hashtag talkaboutit.